the topic I'm about to talk about today is of the prophets, one of the five gifts. I would like to know if any of you remember the reference we've been talking about for the past four, five weeks? Anybody? Remember? No hands? Okay. That passage is Ephesians 4, 11. Um, if you have your Bibles, you could turn there. If I can get there. Well, it says there are five gifts. The first one is apostles. Second is prophets. Third, evangelists. Fourth, pastors. And then teachers. Today I'm talking about prophets. First, I'm going to define what a prophet is. A prophet is a person who speaks only the word of God. A messenger, for example. He's God, selects a prophet, like it could be any of you here, and then God in Jeremiah, it says that God touches my lips and I speak truth. So Jeremiah is saying that God is truth, so you have to speak truth. And it is your, everyone's responsibility. If I'm standing up here and telling you something, you have to make sure I'm saying correctly. You have to make sure it's the truth. You understand? Are you following? Yeah, yes, no? Okay. A prophet is called to guide God's people through the steps of redemption. Especially in the Old Testament, some prophets were judges for the people. The prophets deliver messages from God the Israelites, as you already know. So when the prophet is called to guide God's people through the steps of through the steps of redemption, it means first, we are sinners. Everyone knows we're sinners, right? Who here thinks you're perfect? You don't need redemption. You don't need to ask God for redemption. No one. Okay. So in the Old Testament there were judges. And then the judges are supposed to tell people what? The judges told people what God wanted from them. So in Luke 170, It says that as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, we have been saved from our enemies from the hands of all that hate us. So a prophet, that went on to the next section for what I'm going to explain for prophets, is a prophet prophets a person spiritually. It was a dangerous calling because many people who are prophets became martyrs. Many were mocked, rejected, persecuted, and executed. But that did not stop them from doing what they were called to. Because in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, I would like everyone to flip to this passage because 
there's a lot of verses in this passage I'm going to take from. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. So Paul told everyone, it's okay. You can pursue the gift of prophecy. You have nothing to be afraid of. Like, and the primary purpose of a prophet is to edify, to exhort, and to comfort the saints. Who are the saints? Good job. I was not expecting that. I applaud you. Um, the saints are believers of Christ. So, in verses 3 and 4, it says, But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. So, when you prophesy, if you are called to prophesy, you have to edify the church. You have to speak truth. Like I said many times before, you have to, you're a representative of God to your fellow believers and to other people outside of church. The prophet has no secrets in regard to the truth. He will bow down on his face and worship God. He will also declare in truth that God is with you. The prophet, as I said, is a very dangerous calling. Many people hated prophets. Do you want to know why? Because they spoke the truth. The Israelites, they didn't like being told that they were sinners. Remember the Pharisees? They didn't like that Jesus told them that they were sinners, that they're not perfect. So the prophet is there to tell the Israelites and to tell all of you, remind you, you are sinners. You can't do things on your own. You need to repent. Many people were, con many people were angry, but many people felt like they needed to repent. So that's the role of a prophet. And the prophet not only condemns you, the prophet also comforts you. Because a prophet isn't a prophet if he just tells you you're doing everything wrong. Who would like that? And God doesn't work like that. He loves you, so he shows his affection towards you by sending his words through the prophet to you. Do you understand? Yes? No? And in a lot, and I think all of the prophecies that is in the Bible, there will always be God is always with you, or God is there. So there's always comfort wherever you find the Bible, Every, everywhere in the Bible. There's love, comfort, peace, kindness, joy, fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> um, for example, I'm going to give you an example of a story of Paul being almost a martyr. Do you remember a few years ago in BBS Athens, there was a group called the Iconiums. Do you remember a specific thing they did to Paul? 
one specific thing. We did a chant for this too, guys. I can't believe you can't forget. So the Iconiums, Iconium, <coughs> stoned Paul to almost to death, almost. They kicked him outside the city and left him there to die. Imagine, they stoned him and then they kicked him out of the city. But, you know why? Because he spoke truth. They didn't like the truth. Like, the prophets, the true prophets of God always speak truth. Like, truth, truth. So, but God, as you know, didn't want Paul to die there just yet. He's, he raised, he miraculously helped Paul up and begin his next journey. Here's another story of how a prophet became a prophet. Um, it's in 2 Kings 2, 1 through 8. It's a very short, it seems like it's a very short story, but it has a lot of meaning towards it. I'm going to begin after I flip to a page. Okay. 2 Kings 2, 1 through 8. I'm going to begin. Elijah went to his successor, Elisha, from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha to stay behind, because God had sent Elijah to Bethel. Elisha begged Elijah to accompany him to Bethel. And here's a very important detail. Elijah is the first. Elisha is the second, just to be clear, because their names are very similar. So Elijah is the Elisha. Okay. They went to Bethel, and Elisha heard from the Lord that Elisha will be Elijah. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> so Elisha heard from the Lord that Elijah will be leaving Elisha. So, Elisha went to Elijah and begged him to go with him. Elijah told him that they were going to go to Jericho next. And Elisha kept begging and begging. He went on his knees. He begged. He's like, where you go, I will go. Where your soul goes, I will go. Imagine, where your soul you can't even see your soul. And then Elisha is telling Elijah, I'm going to follow your soul all the way to Jericho. So they went to Jericho. And then they met up with some prophets, son of the prophets. And the prophets wanted Elisha to stay with them. But Elisha told them, no, I will go with Elijah. At that moment, God told Elijah, you're going to go to your final destination, the River Jordan. Elijah went to Elisha, I want you to stay here with the rest of the sons of the prophets. And you want to guess what Elisha did? He begged even more eloquently this time to go. He begged to go with Elijah because it was his calling to be the next prophet. God told Elijah that Elisha was the next prophet. So Elisha wanted to go 
fulfill, fulfill that prophecy. The two men went all the way to the River Jordan, and while they were there, Elijah did his last miracle on earth. He took his wrap, he wrapped it up, he struck the water, the River Jordan split. Does it remind you of another story? Yep. So they walked over there, if you didn't know. When they reached to the other side, Elisha asked, Eli Elijah asked Elisha, what would you like before I leave? He's like, that you would grant me more God's power to do more miracles. Elisha did more miracles than Elijah did even after his death. Even after Elisha died, Elisha did miracles. Isn't that amazing? Well, that is the second story I had for becoming a prophet. Not only does God call you and you automatically become a prophet, you have to really want it. You have to really seek it out. You have to beg for it. You have to do all you can for it. Now, what I talked about was about the Old Testament prophets. What does that have to do with today? It's the role of a prophet today is not as grand as it was back then, how people would be in awe of a prophet if a prophet ever came to the city. Like, they would, they would just be on their knees in front of a prophet, or they would be either stoning them or executing them, whichever. But today, there isn't a prophet that is for one nation. Like, in the Old Testament, God selected a prophet for one nation, Israel. A prophet for a whole entire nation Today, we don't have that. Yes, Jesus is that prophet. Jesus is that apostle. Jesus is that teacher, preacher, evangelist. He's all those things, and he gave us that gift. So the role of a prophet is still open to us. And the conclusion is that if you are called to be a prophet, you have to be selected by God. And you have to only speak truth, and you have to have two or three or more with you. You can't be by yourself. You can't prophesy by yourself. Because in the Bible, it said, you will have two or three people prophesying on one thing. And I told you guys earlier before this, that it is your responsibility as listeners of the word to check if what I'm saying is right. If what I'm saying is wrong, you have to tell me. If what any pastor, evangelist, prophet, teacher, preacher is saying is wrong, you really need to dissect the Bible. You need to eat the Bible up and then tell, tell the rest of the world what you think. Thank you.